to Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo on Listen Up Talk Radio. Brought to you by Holy Chuck Burgers. Holy Chuck. Our business is burgers. And by Maxwell's Clothiers, exclusive men's and ladies' custom tailors. Our philosophy is simple, to let the garment do the talking. Actually, the reigning champion. You know, that you actually, you know, 2013, which is last year we covered this. Uh, yes. You were um, uh, reigning champion with Scott Thornton as well. Yes. And I remember actually seeing your extended family back afterwards, you know. Yes. Uh, I have a lot of family members Yeah, they were all Canada. there because we all saw them and saw them. They were so overjoyed as well. But this time you're skating for the Boys and Girls Club of Canada. Yes. Um, so what is the... Um, First of all, I want to ask you, what was the effect for you that you were able to donate $100,000 oh to your charity for the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation of Canada uh, in 2013? And what was your experience and the ripple effect of you know, what difference that uh, made in people's lives? Oh my goodness, so many questions at once. Yeah. Um, first of all, Battle of Blaze was my one and only professional skating gig that I ever did. Um, and because of that, I, I was coming up from being competitive and entering to this world and it was just such an amazing like, TV show because it was a direct showing that you can do what you love in the sport and be able to make a difference in, uh, in people's lives. Um, to raise $100,000 for Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation became a personal thing to me. Um, in 2016, my mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer and became a survivor in 2017. So um, little did I know that was going to happen and it yeah. just made what I had done in 2013 even more important. Now, um, it was a week after a, a dear family friend had passed away. His name was Steve Knoop when Sandra Bezik gave me the call to see if I would be even interested in doing Battle of the Blades and I knew innately that I wanted to go back and that I would dedicate my charity to him. So um, let me tell you a little bit about the man. He was a huge supporter to Mark Lavick and I as we made it to the 2010 Olympics. He was even to a point even offered me a job when after battle and I worked for him as a office administrator for four years. I had trained with his like oldest daughter, I actually teach his youngest daughter and unfortunately he was diagnosed with brain cancer um, in December of last year and passed away in April. So um, when I decided to do Battle of the Blades I actually talked to his wife Lisa and we sat down and I said I want you to choose a charity that um, you would like me to represent for him and you know we didn't want it to be about what he passed away um, we wanted it to be about the life that he had and represented him so um, the boys girl, like, boys and girls club of Canada like we look at their mission statement and their vision and it was pretty much what he's all about which is creating safe environments for kids to grow and dream and uh, the fact that they would be able to be successful participants in the society and that's what it's about I mean that's what he did for not only for me but for so many skaters um, and so like I'm learning a little bit about um, the Boys and Girls Club of Canada I know that it has an outreach program of 200,000 young children and they do a lot of after-school activities. Um, I have reached out to the organization to see how I can be involved, and especially during the stay here. Yeah, yeah. You know, you talk about it being, yeah. yeah. It is a, a, hopefully, if we stay on the show, it will be a, um, a seven-week gig, so I hope that I can help in any way. Like last time. Yes. Yeah. So really quickly, so who do you want to acknowledge for being here? Obviously, you took the time away from your you know, life and family, right. uh, and your social media tags where people can follow you and vote for you. Okay, so 
I gotta remember this one. It's probably like our, our best idea that we ever had, but our social media hashtag is vote for Evora or else. And like... <laughs> or else. Uh, yes, oh. or else. Uh, <laughs> the funny person. Yes. It was like, like Brangelina style. We just kept spinning off. Or else. Like, so we're not like threatening you per se, Colton or the size of like he is, yeah. or else. It's just battery. Word. Yes. Yeah. Battery. Yeah. Um, um, uh, the, the first person I would like to thank is the Knuth family so that I can share the story. Um, I would love to thank um, my skating family from Florida so because they've been able to allow me to take a hiatus away from teaching the kids to um, be able to be here, which is my coaching partner, Jim Peterson. I would love to thank Sandra Beza for offering me to come back, which is pretty much CBC Network and Insight Production. So, and of course, Boys and Girls Club of Canada for letting me represent them. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you. And now back to Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo to find out what exactly is on Chuck's mind. And we're back. We're profiling Amanda Avora's charity, which is the Boys and Girls Club of Canada. Uh, and Amanda's the defending champion from 2013, uh, skating with Scott Thornton back then. And she is now the reigning ch champion, I guess, you know, for Battle of the Blades. And um, we have Owen Charters, who is the president and CEO of Boys and Girls Club of Canada. Owen, thanks for being on the show today. Hi, Chuck. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of profile uh, Amanda's choice for Boys and Girls Club of Canada and just speak a little bit to the connection of why she chose uh, your foundation. That's a great question because, and unfortunately, it's a bit of a sad story. Um, uh, one of Amanda's close friends uh, very sadly passed away just days before she was asked to be on Battle of the Blades, so obviously very top of mind, very uh, very difficult time for her. Um, and, and in that loss, she wanted to honor her friend and asked his wife um, what causes were close to, close to him. Um, and... Boys and Girls Clubs of Canada came out of that as the this this cause was passionate for him and, and she wanted to honor his memory, um, and so reached out to us to figure out how to build support for the cause, learn more about what we do across the country, um, and that's really how we've become her charity of choice for Battle of Blades. And you mentioned um, moving forward uh, what your vision is going to be with Boys and Girls and Club of Canada, but um, just speak a little bit to uh, what Boys and Girls Club of Canada is. Well, it's interesting because we're, we're actually a collective of, of organizations across the country, all boys and girls clubs. There's uh, 700 community locations providing what people usually know us as is before and after school programming um, and keeping kids safe and off the street during those times. Uh, and that, since 1900, we've grown into a broader mandate that includes recreation and after school time, but really becomes all the social service needs, all sorts of programming needs that kids and teens need. Um, when they're not either at home or at school. So it can be homework help. Um, we've, we've been there to make sure that um, kids are you know, not dropping out of high school. Uh, we're making sure that kids have access to sports and recreation where sometimes it's too expensive. Um, we're finding that some kids are feeling very marginalized, um, different reasons, maybe 
they found themselves uh, uh, doing or getting involved in activities they shouldn't. Um, maybe they've gotten involved in drugs and were their route back out of that, um, or they're feeling marginalized because they're struggling with their sexual identity. Uh, and we're a place that provides counseling and an inclusive environment for them. So we provide everything that kids might need uh, in a space that's between home and school. Uh, and that, that serves about 200,000 children and teens every year. And I, I was just actually saying to my producer, Todd Miller, here in the studio that there's no way that I would want to go back and be a kid anymore. You know, I'm 47. You know, when I grew up, we didn't have social media back then. So at three o'clock in the afternoon, when school was finished, you went home and that was it. And now there's social media and there's cyberbullying and all these things. Now, I just want to actually ask you what it's like to be a kid, what your experience is that you're finding where the generation gap has differed, where it's harder to be a kid right now and the support these kids now need moving forward. Well, it's funny you should say that, Chuck, because I, I, I'm about your age as well. And, uh, and I've got young kids, and I look at what they're going to have to, already what they're grappling with. And I think it's, it's, it is a much more complex, fast-moving world. I mean, aside from them being very concerned about climate change, they are sitting there with phones um, that have, uh, well, well, here's a great example. Bullies used to disappear at 3 o'clock. You went home, and you were in a safe place. You're with your, fa- your parents. You're with other friends. Um, the bullies follow you now, and they follow you 24-7 as one example. So we see kids who it's not just they're addicted to social media and posting, you know, preening, giving themselves their best image on Instagram, but in fact that the, 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 those at school are still reaching out to them and sending negative messages uh, or flaming each other throughout the evening, in, including through the night. So we've yeah. seen kids who not only are they struggling from mental health issues from some of that bullying, but lack of sleep because they're checking their phone in the middle of the night, uh, concerned about, about what's happened and who's saying what about them during that time. Just that on its own is a, is a worry and a stress that we just didn't see um, as kids when we were growing up, uh, let alone some of the other pressures where I think there's much more pressure to succeed and to be, um, you know, you're supposed to be good at sports, you're supposed to be good in academics, you're supposed to be good in arts and all sorts of other things in order to get the best opportunities coming out of uh, high school. Uh, for what's next in life. And I think those pressures have just increased. Uh, and that's that's really a struggle for lots of kids. Well, I want to commend you for your work because obviously, Owen, uh, there's a lot of kids out there that just don't have the social skills right now to deal with what they're dealing with right now. Uh, I mean, as an adult, I often lack the social skills to deal with my problems as well. I can't even imagine you know, what these kids go through without having that experience that we as adults have that we expect them to have when they're just kids. Um, but more importantly, I wanted to create a call to action to see what we could do to create allies for you at the Boys and Girls Club of Canada. So that way we can create more awareness. Obviously, we can start with, you know, sending people to your website and your social media handles, but as well as to create donation, um, you know, uh, bids or be able to donate online or be able to volunteer or just spend some time with kids. And how can we get involved? Well, and it's true because all of our clubs are charities, and that's because we're, well, like, as we, we like to say it, we're there when kids need us the most. Um, so we're often in, in, you know, we're in all, most neighborhoods, almost all neighborhoods, but often we're in neighborhoods with very high needs. Uh, and I think we need the community support to make it all happen. Um, we're easy to find online. Um, it's BGCCAN or BGCCAN. And uh, so if it's Twitter, it's at BGCCAN. 
um, similar on, on Instagram and Facebook, um, or our website is the same, bgccan.com. But what, what's really important to remember is every club is its own organization, its own charity, and what people we hope will do is support their club locally. Find your club through our website. You, there's a great way to search for clubs in your community. Find them and f- figure out how to support them, what their needs are, whether that's, as, as, as you mentioned, there's mentoring opportunities, there's volunteering opportunities with a lot of the youth. Um, there's They're always in need. They're in need of, of donations. They're in need of supplies for their programs, um, and they're in, in. For some, it may even be a place where your kids want to be uh, after school hours. Um, but any support that that's out there is fantastic for them. What we want to do is we want to keep the ball rolling here. Amanda Vora is skating for the Boys and Girls Club of Canada. You have the ability to vote for her every single day from Thursday to Tuesday at cbc.ca backslash battle vote and be able to keep them safe. The longer they can keep skating, the more awareness they can create for their charity as well. So we want to try and wish them all the best moving forward. Owen, I want to thank you for the time that you've actually spent with us on the podcast, just raising awareness and talking about the Boys and Girls Club of Canada. Yes, Al, thank you for your time. And go Amanda and please vote for her. We're looking forward to seeing her every night uh, as the battle continues. Well, she's a defending champion, so she's got big uh, skates to fill, I guess you want to say, uh, but we're all rooting for her. Absolutely. She's, she's, as you say, big skates to fill, but she can do it. If there's anyone who can, she can. Thanks, Owen Charters. We appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo is produced by podcastexpert.ca. Brought to you by Holy Chuck Burgers. Holy Chuck. Our business is burgers. And by Maxwell's Clothiers, exclusive men's and ladies' custom tailors. Our philosophy is simple, to let the garment do the talking. 